0: My boss made the mistake of asking me about house plans this morning. Oh no. So then I didn't get any work done until an hour and a half after I got there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised it only took an hour and a half. Did she have to leave? (laughs) Yeah, I think she had a meeting. Oh, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am Sophie, one of your hosts, and I have a randomly generated fantasy name for today. I literally, I literally do not know how to say this one out loud. So <laughs> just come with me on this journey. <laughs> So, my name today is. Uh, sorry, my name is Mble Creature Strange. <laughs> what? <laughs> so- Take it again? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> my, my name is M'Bull <laughs> Creature Strange.
2: <laughs> Lovely.
1: Mble? Mble. <laughs> how do you spell that (laughs) (laughs) m-b-e-l-e i don't know how the generator made this the implication here is that you put in because you put in two half of names yeah the first and the second half you put an m as the first half
0: i feel like i did do that
1: mble mble oh yeah Uh, i did do that (laughs) yep you can just call me i guess Mm. Miss Creature Strange.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah.
1: Just skip the first name. <laughs>
2: that's kind of cool.
1: Mbul. <laughs> it sounds like I'm part of that. Uh... Sounds like Mbop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm part of the 90s band. Mm-bop. Yeah. <laughs> Hanson. Hanson. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> My hit single, <laughs> <Mm-ble>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uh Anyway. <laughs> What are your guys' names?
2: Well, it's not Umble, Uh but uh, my real name is Sam, but today you can call me Vatling Wolfmother. Whoa, Whoa. Vatling. Vatling? Vatling Wolfmother. I like that wow. Vatling. Yeah, me and too. It makes you
0: sound like an afterthought.
2: It's like, eh, Vatling <laughs> over there. Or like Vatling.
1: how like baby pterosaurs are called flaplings. <laughs> No, they're and, not. Yeah, flappy. They sure are.
0: Stop. I can tell a, a scientist came up with that. <laughs> yep, because it's goofy.
1: <laughs> it's goofy as hell.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, so you're a baby that. <laughs> you're a baby that.
2: <laughs> I'm a baby that that is mother <laughs> of wolves.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> that makes you sound like you're from like a royal doll book or something yeah or like dr seuss all of the that's thems and theirs yeah yeah i'll take
2: that
1: i've always wanted to see a baby conjunction
2: (laughs) 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 wow
0: well Well, i'm not a conjunction or a handsome Uh song (laughs) <laughs> a handsome song. My name is Hannah, but for the purposes of today's podcast, you can call me by my randomly generated fantasy name, which is Greggy Vampire Sword.
1: <laughs> Greg- Greggy. <laughs> Greggy.
2: Greggy.
0: I'm just like a little fella Aww.
2: with
1: vampire sword.
2: <laughs> Isn't there like some horror thing where the characters named Greg? Or is that like some YouTube meme? Yeah, old Greg. Old, old Greg. Greg, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah,
1: just a really topical meme. Old Greg. Yeah.
2: Old Greg. <laughs> I do no idea what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> I'm old Greg. You're, Greggy.
2: You're old Greggy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what was the last name again?
0: Uh, vampire Sword, obviously. <laughs>
2: vampire oh,
1: yeah. Sword. yes, of course. So this <laughs> is the sword, like, drink blood, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. of it as, like, a sword...
0: That a vampire has, but that's not really what it says, is it? No. Then it would have to be vampire's sword. Yeah, there'd have to be an apostrophe in
1: there, <laughs> like uh-huh. a rock.
2: It's a rock. A vampire that is a sword. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa!
1: whoa. 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 You,
2: you, you were a vampire, but a wizard cursed you, and now you are a, now a real sword. huntress's sword, <laughs> and she's using you to kill other vampires and you like live in this sword and knowing this. And then all of a sudden something happens that breaks your curse and then bam, you're out. And then you fight and, and, and in love. And yeah,
1: I can't believe you're describing the plot of Swordheart by T. Kingfisher that you still haven't read yet.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Please tell me I'm not, actually, because I will take that out from the library, like, right now. Actually, I think the problem is, is they don't have the audiobook in the no, library. No, they do they only have the ebook. That's basically the plot, though. Whoa. Is it actually?
1: No. Um, but a lot of it... <laughs> okay, okay, I'll,
2: I'll move it up, Sophie. It's, it'll come up. I just wish that the audiobook was on the library. Yeah. Alas. <laughs>
1: Dang. Anyway, instead of talking about that book, yeah. which is a great book, but we can talk about Aragon instead, which is the book we're reading for which this podcast. Which is also a
0: great book, right, Sophie?
1: <laughs> yeah, for but sure. Like Sam? It's a great book. Yeah. Your we favorite? all agree. Th- those says. are... I agree that those are words you said. Yeah, One words out of three you podcasters
0: said. agree.
1: Aragon is a great yeah. book. <laughs> One out of three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We we read chapter 47 and 48 this week, and now the other two people on this podcast are going to tell us what happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so chapter yes. 47 is A Clash of Wills. So the chapter starts with our adventure party trying to outrun the Urgles for the hunter time, it feels like. While running, though, they come across a mysterious group of people who turn out to be a bunch of slavers who then try to capture Aragon, Murtog, and Arya. But then Sephira comes in or swoops in and scares them all off, and Murtog takes the head off the leader, which very much upsets Aragon, creating a clash of wills, as you mm. would say. Uh... They get into another heated argument, uh, continue to ride on, then set up camp where Aragorn sulkily takes the first watch and Sephira curls up right beside him, but he does not fall asleep. He he simply sits, staring out into the dark.
0: Everyone else falls
1: asleep, but yeah. not Aragorn. <laughs> not not Aragorn. It's different. It's
2: so different. <laughs> it's
1: different! It's different. It's different! <laughs>
0: Well, in Flight Through the Valley, Uh Aragorn is still shook from the previous day and decides to ride on Sephira so that he can avoid Murtag for a while. Then he sees the goddamn Urgles again and realizes that they're being outpaced. So our fearsome foursome race on towards the valley that Aragorn saw in Arya's mind that will lead them to the Varden. And with several mishaps along the way, which I'm sure we'll get into, they flee (laughs) towards its end. Murtag becomes increasingly agitated the further in they go, as he notices that there are no ways out, and he's being trapped between the rock of the giant Urgles and the hard place of the Varden. Aragorn demands to finally know why Murtag is so adamantly against going to the Varden, and the truth is revealed. Murtag is the son of Morzan, first and last of the Forsworn. Oh, oh damn.
2: God, you guys. Oh, my God. The big reveal.
1: Whoa. The big
2: reveal. Wow. Does that mean Eragon is also related to them? Who Why knows? They that?
0: <laughs> no, they're in really love. Like, they're brothers. No, no. Yeah, they're definitely just in love.
1: They're in
2: love. Okay. They can't be related. They're half. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how that That's works. Fine. That's how that
1: works. <laughs> oh, God. Yes
2: tell cassandra clare that
1: Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) anyways back to aragon
1: back to aragon i the start of the first chapter is aragon getting chafing all over his face on top yeah. of a sunburn and i am i like physically cringed
0: <laughs> it's awful it's he really has no awful. skin on his legs or his face <laughs> or now his
1: face. Oh. and what he does have is sunburned to hell oh my god <laughs> this poor guy <laughs> seriously he's just
0: suffering so uh,
1: rip rip aragon
0: yeah rip, rip. amazing
1: that he hasn't cast a heal on himself <laughs> if yeah. I had healing magic I would heal myself every 15 minutes like <laughs> yeah it's like oh my knee kind of hurts yeah oh well <laughs> not anymore. I got, like a paper cut time to heal yep. myself <laughs> yep Stud my toe
0: good thing I can heal that good thing that was just an important note to start the chapter on <laughs> It's a good thing you mentioned that because I was going to start with Sephira because Uh hunger claws her belly in her words. Yeah. Which is a weird way to say that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But she goes off and hunts some of the gazelles and it's just, I, I feel like this is something that I've been noticing more and more that this book clearly wants to have like high fantasy dialogue, but Christopher Paolini doesn't seem quite able to commit to it. It's no. I We've talked about it before, but I feel like I'm noticing it more now. It, it's such a weird mix of old-timey, archaic fantasy speech and just kind of regular people talking in the 2000s.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think reading it more, I, like, have gotten used to it, so it doesn't stand out as much to me as it did before. But, like, yeah, there are still just some times where... I like get knocked out of whatever I'm yeah. reading by being like, why did Murtag say it like that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: like a second ago, he was talking in like no contractions. Yeah. Sort of a classic high fantasy cadence or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to see that here. Cause I'm going to reveal myself a little bit, I guess, <laughs> but like I enjoy reading fan fiction, usually not the Hornet kind. So relax. <laughs> but <laughs> but one of the things that will like take me out of it so quickly and i'll like immediately stop whatever i'm reading is if the dialogue style doesn't match up with the source material
1: right yeah. and i feel
0: like that's what's happening here but this is the source <laughs> the material. source material
1: it's it not... is yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the source material doesn't match itself which is just off-putting i think
1: yeah it's like it's like the characters slip out of their own characterization sometimes yeah just with the way they talk which is like like i honestly don't care if i was reading this and like they weren't speaking in like kind of your standard high fantasy yeah yeah speech but it's just when they like bounce back and forth you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's kind of weird takes
2: you away from the illusion right exactly and you just like you don't feel like you're in a fantasy novel anymore, but then like the constant back and forth is maddening. And I do the same thing when I read fanfic, fan fiction, Hannah, as soon as like, if I'm reading and it's all great. And then one thing is like, all of a sudden just like completely wildly, like out of character. I stop. Uh Like, I'm just like, "Uh, okay, no not Bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting to get that same effect in like a published work. Or I guess, a traditionally published work. Yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> eh. Yeah, like, it's not a problem. It's
0: just one of those things you notice when you're reading a book in this absolutely oh, maddening God. format.
1: <laughs> in this in the worst way possible. <laughs> Still at the beginning of this chapter, there's <laughs> just such a small, again, small detail, uh, Murtag <laughs> mentions that Tornak and Snowfire are war horses. Yeah. But that mm-hmm. the slavers who come up to, like, enslave them, I guess. Enslave <laughs> them. Is the word? Yeah. is yeah. the <laughs> word for it. Uh, yeah, the slavers are riding horses that are meant for running.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I looked up what a war horse was,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's basically just, like, training. Like, it's not really... Oh. It's not, like, breeding necessarily. Like, there are horses that are obviously better at running like you know, race horses and stuff, which are uh-huh. I guess like thoroughbreds. I don't know anything about horses, but thoroughbreds are the ones that look wild,
2: yeah, because <laughs>
1: they're like just leg.
2: They're just <laughs> yeah. they're just all,
1: they're all leg. <laughs> yeah, but apparently, um, a warhorse like because especially in like medieval books. <laughs> medieval Medieval fantasy books (laughs) yes you read about like a destrier horse or whatever you know like a knight's horse is like a i don't know that i'm saying that right let me just just let me just check that destrier (laughs) i was right a destrier yeah and so it's usually like a stallion that's been specially trained okay and the difference because of the tra- like the training, I guess, kind of makes them look different in that they have, like, very powerful hindquarters. Same. But <laughs> powerful.
2: <laughs>
1: but what is stressed upon is how much training they have to go through because horses want to run away from, like, fighting. So yeah. to have a war horse, you have to, like, extensively train them not to run away. And then also sometimes you not necessarily train them, but I guess, like... Positive reinforcement, them like kicking or like getting up on their hind legs and then like landing on stuff, you know, like actually fighting yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And so, my question is how <laughs> the hell did they find a trained warhorse in like Nowheresville near Carvajal? <laughs> like, um, fire like, Snowfire <laughs> is a trained warhorse. Are you Daniel, sure?
0: He's so special. He's so special. He's so special. <laughs> You're forgetting that a crucial fact.
1: Yeah. Like, I would believe that Murtag has a trained yeah. war horse. But, like, yeah. Snowfire is just a really special horse. I don't just think he's so special. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's trained for war, actually. <laughs>
2: I mean, part of the empire and like Galbatorics control, he may have like a mandate that requires all horses within the kingdom to be trained to be war horses should war break out so that every horse can be like called for the need. That's like of.
1: a great way to train a militia in your yeah. town, though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> True. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why would Galbatorics want people to have war horses?
2: Mm-hmm. That's. Also a good point. But I
0: feel like either of those would kind of fit in with the established lore of this place, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. like, I, I would believe that maybe this guy, like, happens to be a warhorse trainer for, like, the local whatever. Yeah, stable. Yeah, like, maybe people come to him to buy warhorses, but it's like, this is the first time it was mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Maybe Murtag is just trying to make Aragorn feel good by being like, both of our horses are yeah. horses, <laughs> not just mine.
2: <laughs> Maybe. Doesn't My horse is great. down? Yours is okay.
1: <laughs> yes, yours is alright, I guess.
2: Yeah, Aragorn is a cinnamon roll and we must make him feel special. <laughs> yeah, of course. of course. I mean,
0: you read the last chapter. Mur- uh, Aragorn makes everybody feel like they need to protect him, according yep, to Murtag. It's,
2: it's true.
1: Maybe that yeah. also includes his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just—it was just very funny to me. <laughs> yes,
0: and then these slavers have thoroughbreds.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because again, like the difference between like a destrier and a regular horse was just like I guess how much they work out. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I yeah. guess they don't work out the running muscles as much. <laughs> mm.
0: Isn't it like a thing where you can't be like super jacked and super fast? You kind of have like when you get to the to either end of either strength training or like cardio distance training, you kind of have to pick one. Maybe the same. That as sounds horses. right. Yeah, I, mean, I learned that when that I briefly right. uh, researched exercising, and then I was like, actually, I don't want to do either of these.
1: <laughs> Isn't it that there are like they develop different muscle? like physical muscle fibers i think so yeah because
0: well now i'm not sure but isn't running like a fast muscle and like
1: weightlifting would be a slow muscle yeah Yeah. again i don't know a lot about human biology
2: (laughs) you can depending on your sport you can do targeted weight training that yeah like helps with whatever your sport is but if you're doing like the weight training that's like used in those like fitness competitions, like where you're basically just trying to get all muscle, no yeah. water, then your muscles wouldn't be very good for cardio. No. Yeah.
0: So the same is probably true of horses. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Probably. Yeah, probably totally. <laughs> makes sense.
2: Yeah. We know a lot. We know a lot about physiology. <laughs> they have just different <laughs> muscles that are. Accentuated and targeted for their specific task due to repetitive training of that task.
1: Sure. Yes.
2: They're just yeah. really good at war-ing.
1: warring. <laughs> warring. 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 Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, Murtag tells Aragon to tell Safira <laughs> to hurry yeah. back from her hunting because these patrols or raided groups or bandits who are actually slavers are surrounding them Mm -hmm. and aragon says don't show yourself unless it's necessary we're not in the empire but i still don't want anyone to know about you and then like two seconds later he what's the phrasing he gets Safira to land behind him and he bellows behold i am a rider (laughs) flee
1: if you wish to live (laughs) yeah it was so i mean it's a good strategy actually it's a bad strategy it's also that it's the worst strategy because like literally it's the aragon (laughs) people can't see you and your dragon like you're literally most wanted in the empire like yeah (laughs) and somehow they don't notice that when the slavers are surrounding them like before Sephira shows up They don't notice that one just like walks up to Arya and is like, hey, it's an elf. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, so now these like random people know that they have an elf and one of them is a dragon rider. It's like, listen, you do kind of got to kill all of them now. (laughs) Uh
0: Yep. Aragon's order to Sephira is attack now, but let them escape if they run. It's like, Braum, like castigated you for days about doing this for Urgles. Have you learned nothing? Yeah. You can't let your enemies escape or you will die. Yeah. And then he gets so mad at Murtag for killing one of them. He's yep. like, no, you need to kill all of them. I'm sorry that you have empathy and it's uncomfortable yeah. for you. But, like, this is literally life and death for you and for Zephira. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, you like, you're trying them. to escape the Empire and go somewhere where, like, you don't want people to find you. Like, you're literally going to the Varden, and yeah. they are not going to think it's cool if you just, like, revealed yourself to a bunch of people yeah. right outside their door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, th- when he was in... um. Trasleona Was that where they saw the slavers and the yeah. slaves? Yeah. yeah. Like, he has a whole section where he's basically just like, man, and if I put a stop to Galbatorix, I could get rid of all these slavers. It's like, you, and now you're mad at Murtag for killing the
0: yeah, slavers? It's like you, you just had an opportunity to get rid of several.
2: Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. It's the whole honor yeah. thing, right? Like, it's like yeah, this thing that's that. engraved in people, right? Where it's like, oh, he's unarmed, you can't kill him, da-da-da. I'm like, that's a sh- piece of shit human being. Like, yeah. yeah. That's how you get yourself killed, Ella. Game of Thrones. By holding <laughs> to your honor when sh- people are gonna be shitty and not hold to that honor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, arrogant you live in fantasy world, like, you don't have the liberty of letting people who wish you harm live. Like, yeah. sorry, bud, but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get used to it.
2: And I think, yeah. it's, I think it's probably coming from the perspective that this is, like, a middle grade book, and, like, they're supposed yeah, guess- to teach that, like, murder... <sighs> you- bad there can be no
1: gray area
2: (laughs) but at the same point then why even include that discourse you know yeah i don't i don't know it was an interesting choice in my opinion
1: yeah i mean it's very much building up like this is why aragon is the chosen one or whatever you know it's like because he's gonna keep his moral code even no matter what it's like well Uh,
2: I like yeah. Murtag a lot more. Right. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, now I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, this is a great scene, I think, for Murtag. Yeah. he is, like, so... I mean, obviously, like, he kills a person who at that point is, like, unarmed. But yep. still, like, he is so practical about it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's an adult.
0: Yeah, let <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing this because it's fun. Like, I'm not... I didn't kill somebody because I have, like, bloodlust. I did it because it was the thing I had to do to survive. And Paragon doesn't understand having to do that. And, like, Murtag... A child. We have learned, and will learn at the end of this chapter, like, had, or has had a pretty fraught existence and learned Mm -hmm. young that, like, he has to prioritize himself even at the expense of other people, maybe even their lives. Yeah, Yeah. Which is so practical. I feel like
1: I sound like deranged but (laughs) no but it's like it's also weird because like the vibe i get from the two chapters because aragon like struggles with this for the whole two chapters and thinks about it a lot and brings it up again and blah 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 and Mm -hmm. it's that it feels like what it's leading towards is aragon coming to like a decision where he's like i will never be like that you know like like it feels like it's leading towards aragon crystallizing his moral code to show again that he's the hero
2: Yeah. And like, oh,
1: this is why he's the hero, because he's so good. And it's like, I don't think that, like, Murtag being forced to do, like, various things to make sure that he survives means he's not a good person. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It just sets things up so poorly, right? And, but you see it all the time in. Like, especially kids media or middle grade media, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the the hero can't do no wrong, right? So you have to have this other character who does all the reasonable right things because it's like a child can't comprehend that those were bad things but done under the right intents or something like that. So it's like, no, the hero is incomparable. Like, they can do no wrong,
1: I mean, I would argue kids can comprehend that, and it's yeah. adults making the decision. Yeah, that, that is can't. <laughs> fair. Oh yeah, I've
0: been yeah. annoyed about this trope since like pre prepubescence.
2: Yeah. Oh, like. Okay. yeah. Okay, I take that back then. Yeah.
1: No, I think you're right that this is like the concept adults. Oh yeah. Whoever is making the decisions on whether to include these things or not. I think you're right yeah. that that's yeah what is yeah. believed. I- I agree.
2: Murtagh right now is like the more interesting character. Like I would oh, much sure. rather read about the character who is just trying to survive and do the right thing <laughs> and has to do some shitty things sometimes.
1: Sam wants you- to read about the morally gray character. Are yeah, you right, joking? <laughs> Damn it! Why do Wild. I have to be like
2: this? <laughs> with the dark, with the dark backstory.
0: Oh, uh, I knew you'd like him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but Weird. I just-
2: myself into such a hole, didn't I? <laughs> no, but you're right, like
0: <laughs> Aragon is such like he's definitely coming at this from a place of privilege almost, where yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. had yes. the luxury yes. in his yep. life to have grown up in like a secure, safe environment yes. with someone who clearly like cared about him, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he has the luxury of making the moral decision rather than the practical one.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's a hundred percent it right there. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It doesn't really bother me that he has that perspective. What bothers yeah. me is that he doubles down on it and like, yes. really comes to the comes to the conclusion even that he doesn't know if he wants to stay friends with Murtag because of this yeah. decision that Merteg has yeah.
2: made. And I think that's yeah. the big thing, right? Is like he's bringing this moral high ground and trying to make Murtag be the bad guy when that's not the case at all because he's just like so pure and good and like you said from this place of privilege where he's never had to do anything questionable to survive so it's like why are you looking down on this other person when you know he's a good person he's your friend he's saved your life he's done all this shit and now you're just gonna be like okay no you just like murdered someone apparently and like i can't i can't deal with that even though that person would have sold your location out, would have brought more people to try to find you, was going yeah. to sell you for money, and has yeah. sold probably hundreds and thousands of people for money. Like, yeah. That's a sh- person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If obviously it would be different if Murtagh was like doing it if he didn't have to, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's one thing. But like, yes. yeah, having the emphasis, especially in these chapters, being like, I would have died (laughs) yeah, if I didn't do these things. And it's like, yeah, yeah. privilege, Aragon. So (laughs) privileged. I would love, like, they, like, part ways because of this disagreement. And then in, like, a year or two, Aragon, like, they come back together and Aragon's like, you were right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yep. Aragon's had to become more practical because Galvatorex is trying to murder him at every turn. The Varden are just using him as a figurehead or whatever, you know? (laughs) And then Aragorn's like, hey, Murtag, uh, I need to apologize. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: one of the most interesting things about this is that Sephira is on Murtag's side. Like, she doesn't agree with Aragorn and she keeps trying to convince him murtag is just doing the necessary thing like you don't have the luxury to think like this and he's still yeah even like against the two of them who at this point are the two closest people in his life right yeah he yeah. is so convinced of his own moral position that he won't consider theirs
2: yep yeah.
1: that's such a teen boy thing to do
2: right so.
0: yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> well, even just like very like sheltered teen because I yeah. I mean I've never been. I will admit a particularly like non-judgmental person oh yeah <laughs> sure. but like definitely more so like when i was a kid i had a much harder time figuring empathy out right where it's like well yeah i don't understand why you feel like this what's your problem yeah, yeah. so like from that teen perspective i totally get it yeah but as an adult reading it i'm like get over it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and we've talked about this before, but like, even against Sephira, Aragon has way more like is way more privileged than her, right? Because like again, yeah. her entire yeah. existence depends on the Empire not catching them, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like her entire existence is in danger all the time, constantly because yeah. of how the world is. <laughs> and yeah, so of course she agrees with Murtag.
0: Yeah, like Mertag, she's she's endangered just for existing. The way Murtag phrases it is very interesting. He says, like, my life has been threatened from the day I was born. All of my waking hours have been spent avoiding danger in one form or another. If there was ever a time I felt secure, it must have been in my mother's womb, though I wasn't even safe there. And you don't understand. If you lived with this fear, you would have learned the same lesson I did. Do not take chances. Which is very... I think a very like powerful way, like a very powerful and kind of raw way of explaining where Murtag is coming from, and the same thing does apply to Safira. Her entire existence, she has been hunted purely for being what she is. Yeah, and Aragon still doesn't understand that. Still doesn't get
1: it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty wild.
0: Yeah. Anyway, also Safira almost eats. <laughs> the slaver
1: decapitated so hard.
2: I <laughs> wanted her to. Even the fact oh that he God. just like wrote that sentence, I was like, okay, Please. that gets you a point, Pallini. Like, okay. That oh my, was right? it was funny. That was good.
0: <laughs> it's such a good little character moment. It's
2: yeah. Sophia <laughs> sniffed
0: Turkenbrand the slaver's <laughs> head curiously. She opened her mouth slightly as if to snap it up, then appeared to decide better of it. Like that's just <laughs>
2: I, I can picture it so it.
0: vividly, <laughs> too. Yeah. Just, oh, it's such a good scene. Oh, oh she's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, then Aragon wouldn't be speaking to her
1: either.
2: Yeah, that's true. But it, it would have been so good. It would
1: have been so funny. Oh, that was yeah. great. It was a good Yeah, moment. it was so good. So
0: good. It's just solidifying <sighs> that, like, I mean, listen. I'm the Sephira apologist. Yeah. We all know this. But this is just, like,
1: such a good
2: Sephira
0: character moment.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Just, just, without even saying it, you could see the thought process. Yeah. (laughs) Like, mm, Aragon will be mad at me. Yeah, like, it's two sentences, but
0: it gives you so much about Sephira and, like, about this scene as a whole. Like, it's, so good (laughs) yeah an example of christopher paulini's good writing yeah i
1: would say man thinking too hard about like a sentient creature eating another sentient creature is just gonna um mess me up so
2: (laughs) all right let's uh, move on let's (laughs) move on (laughs) i'm like
1: oh my god do the dragons just like eat (laughs) Uh, anyway uh <laughs> let's move on wasn't that where the war started? that's what we were hypothetically yeah, okay thinking but now i'm thinking about it more <laughs>
0: okay let's move on let's move on we should probably go to the next chapter but before we do yeah. that yeah i just want to say that uh Safira tells aragon that she loves yeah. him
2: and oh. he says it back yeah and i
0: thought that was very cute yeah, that's all.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's all I had to say. And then she curls up into a ball next to him.
0: Oh, it's yeah. um, and they have and
1: sleep Safira is so great. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. her. <laughs> Unequ- unequivocally, just one hundred percent perfect all yep. the time. Yep, she is. Yep. M- my
0: unproblematic fave. She has never done anything wrong ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then uh, the next chapter starts with mm-hmm. more of Aragorn wrestling with his inner demons. Oh, <laughs>
2: those demons. <laughs> his those inner demons.
1: demons that are in the shape of Murtag. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh,
0: Murtag.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's uh, interesting how much disagreeing with Murtag's choices makes Aragorn distressed. It's almost yeah. like he really, really cares about wow. who Murtag is as a person. Dang. Perhaps because they're in love.
2: Perhaps they are because in, they're love. in love. I called no. it how many chapters ago?
1: They're just close friends. Yeah, they're just romantic. Friends. They're, they're gross. just friends. Yeah. They were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates.
2: <laughs> they were camp mates. Exactly. They were forest floor mates.
1: Yep. Two
0: bros with a dragon. Six
1: Oh, funny.
2: Anyway, during this
1: conversation with Sephira, they realized the goddamn Urgles are still there. <laughs> Always with the god, Urgles in
0: this book. I did not remember there being so many Urgles. They're, they're so not just fast.
2: Urgles.
0: Yeah, did they're the
2: yeah, <laughs> I told you they're the uruk Or the Kull. Uh-huh.
0: The Kull. Yeah, the Kull.
2: Which, we
0: don't know yet if they're, like, a subspecies of Urgles, or if it's just, like, all the biggest dudes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing it's all the like, biggest well. dudes, but... Yeah.
0: The only thing we really get is that they are extremely fierce and all over eight feet tall.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they can, like run faster than a horse. (laughs) Wow. Constantly.
0: I am, again, so mad that the Aragon movie was so
1: bad because I would love to see the
0: Urgles. Like, I would love a visual representation.
1: Yeah, I am just imagining orcs. I can't help it.
2: Yeah, I know. Me neither. It's really hard to see anything else.
1: Yeah. This is interesting, though, because, like, the idea that the Cull can, like, do all these things that normal ergles can't, but would still have to be within a un- normal ergle's capabilities if they just... Right? Like, the, like yeah. being extra tall is, like, sure, okay, so maybe once you get tall, you join the cull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that they can outpace horses, like, yeah. implies that, like humans, they evolved to hunt while long oh God, distance but... running because yeah. uh-huh. like because humans like even though we can't outrun like a we i certainly can't <laughs> <laughs> i can <laughs> hannah can't no. i cannot so fast all the time
0: uh-huh.
1: um no even though humans like can't outrun pretty much any animal in like a sprint humans evolved to do like long distance running where they essentially just like exhaust a prey animal because humans can just keep going way longer than other animals so like eventually a deer or whatever is just going to give up and be like I cannot walk anymore you yeah. have chased me for five days straight <laughs> Yeah. so that implies that like the Urgels kind of evolved to do the same thing yeah maybe because humans weren't from Allagasia Urgels mm. f- filled that niche yeah that makes sense <gasps> Yeah. Humans showed up, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: yeah. I like that theory.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, not that like a niche necessarily needs to be filled, but. No, but if there a is good... a niche, it often is yeah. filled. It could be filled by an Urgel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if there is a niche, it could if be filled by niche. an Urgel.
0: <laughs> we
2: need <That's>... stickers <laughs> of that. <laughs> I'm gonna get a... I. Uh, shirt yeah, I'm gonna make
1: yeah. a t-shirt that just has me like holding a cup of tea being like if there is a niche, <laughs> it could be filled by ergles' <laughs> perfect with a little dragon motif on the teacup, yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. it's from
0: Aragon exactly yeah. um, <laughs> I think that does track, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like we learned earlier that Ergles tend to be nomadic, which yeah. It would yeah, make sense so. that you could walk for days, if that's just kind of what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, that's consistent. Although it's not consistent then that Murtag says Cull never leave their caves except for war, which is just nonsensical to
1: me. Yeah, yeah unless their caves are like miles. Yeah, I guess they could be like lava long. tubes. Yeah,
2: lava tubes. <laughs> oh you know. sorry yeah no i thought at first you meant that they were in the tubes with the lava like, yeah. oh my god
1: yeah it's how they harden themselves yeah, yeah i
2: mean if we're going on the uruk similarities here maybe they're you just birthed what? from a ball of lava yeah they they a just have
1: exercise bikes in there <laughs> and they just, they just they have to do spin class for Days and days.
0: They have their like gigantic hamster wheels. <laughs> like you yeah. can get for a cat, but for someone yeah. who's eight feet tall.
2: Oh, now I'm just imagining uh, these calls in a cave with a bunch of gym equipment just like yeah. throwing out. Wearing
1: like sweatbands and tiny yeah. shorts. They just have yeah. like a track, like a running track that they <laughs> yeah. run in circles yeah. around. Oh god, uh-huh. so depressing. <laughs>
2: Oh. Or the opposite is them all just standing in like straight lines, just like waiting to be called, just like forever, <laughs> yeah.
1: just, just like like, in,
2: like dormant. Like, yep. <laughs> maybe wow. they're in a magical coma, and then they just like stand there in this magical coma that Galbatorix puts them in, and then when they're awoken, he just like takes the spell off them or something. Yeah, they're
0: yeah. all Winter Soldiers.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. That An analogy. That's the yeah. easiest
0: possible
1: situation
0: (laughs) yeah like you said before sophie right (laughs) parsimonious
1: definitely it's definitely (laughs) not that they probably train and people don't see it
2: and born out of (laughs) lava yeah
0: yeah they're born out of lava and then they become one with the cave walls until they're needed at which point they spontaneously erupt from the stone and become gigantic killing machines who can run for days without sleep
2: yeah. I mean that,
1: that is the Norchai. Yeah. All of it makes sense. All yep. of it makes
0: sense. There's no issues here.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I am torn between being annoyed that the Urgles show up in every other chapter and just like really wanting to know more about them.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now that I know they can just run for days on end, I kinda wanna know more about them.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, maybe ergon should go talk to them. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think that will end well. Well, I mean, yeah, I probably not. Nah.
0: Maybe ergles are like cetaceans, which only sleep with half of their brain at a time, and they like, well, some of them at least, like harbor purposes, continue swimming while they're asleep. They have these like very stereotyped dive cycles. They will go up and down while they're asleep. So maybe these cull are like that. They just keep walking while they're asleep.
1: I'm imagining that because like the cetacean thing works because there aren't like trees. Yeah. In the ocean. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That The, the cull are like, like those like it? trains of five-year-olds who all <laughs> onto like a, yeah. a rope. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they just get led by whoever's awake.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. They all take turns at the front. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's actually uh, a problem for purposes now that People have done things like put fishing nets in the water. Or like Mm. wind farms. Yeah, well, I think nets are like the bigger issue. Yeah. Because you can swim into a net. Right. It's not like they go fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to hurt themselves by running into like an island or something, but they are going to hurt themselves (laughs) by getting caught in a net and drowning.
1: I think running into a like a wind turbine would hurt.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but but probably not
0: as much as drowning if they're swimming
2: with like half their brain they're probably like yeah they don't go very fast right like so it would just be like when you like accidentally like (laughs)
0: like when you walk into a door walk into
2: a wall (laughs) (laughs) have you ever walked into a door because it hurts no matter what speed you're going well it
0: does hurt Uh, but it's not gonna kill you yeah it's just like oh ow my face
2: like a a shock (laughs) right okay Yeah, Yeah. unless you take like a doorknob to the pelvis, that's never fun. Yeah, but I don't see a whale doing that.
0: (laughs) They don't usually encounter doors, and they don't lead with their pelvis.
2: Yeah, so both things they don't do.
0: Both the two things that porpoises don't do: one, walk into doors; two, walk pelvis forward. Yeah. (laughs) Three, walk. (laughs) Three
2: well. The calls would. The calls could just Cullswood. get like a stick like impaled Tree in them. Yeah.
0: yeah. I wonder, wow. this is probably gross, but if they do sleepwalk, yeah. they must keep their, their genitals somewhere else compared to people.
1: They explicitly say they camp like multiple times in these chapters. <laughs> We're not going to okay. talk about them sleeping while they're walking because they definitely don't. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm done talking about cetaceans.
2: And I'm pretty sure they're humanoid, so I feel like reproductive systems are fairly similar.
1: Yeah. I don't want to talk about (laughs) erroneous. Why not? You really don't. Okay. (laughs) It's biology. It's
0: biology. We talked
1: about so many d*** things in Twilight. (laughs) I was hoping for a break. Sophie, you were the one who brought
0: up d***s last time when we talked about sharks. Okay, but... I
1: moved on very quickly. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Let's and it on, wasn't then. about Urgled**s anyway. <laughs> That's true. It was about Zephir's <laughs> <dick> legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, fully different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. I literally... Yeah, I don't understand. Honestly, I really don't understand why Murtag has not left. Yeah, I
2: don't either. You know, like... No, no, I do know. Love. Oh, yeah. Right,
1: because they're in love. They're Mm -hmm. in love. I forgot. Love. That's a great point. All of my arguments are moot now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, he, like, talks about it at the beginning of the second chapter. Like, I'm going to leave you fly ahead with Sephira. And Aragorn says, like, no, you're going to die if you do that. And then Murtag inexplicably changes his mind for, like, a few minutes. And he's like, okay, I'll come with you towards the Varden. And then I'll leave. And then a few minutes later, he changes his mind again and starts getting really squirrely that he won't be able to leave. Wait.
1: Literally like that. It is that he's in love. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) That is it. It's love. Now that you say it, it's like, oh, he's like, oh, Aragon wants me to stay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Dang it. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, we're joking a lot. Like, clearly they they genuinely seem to really care about each other, right? Yeah.
1: Like, they're clearly very good
0: friends, uh, despite all of our joking about how much of this book is like a romance novel, including some things that Sophie said I wasn't allowed to talk
1: about. You're not allowed to talk about them. Yeah. (laughs) I vetoed it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Murtag changes his mind and stays with Aragon basically just long enough to get trapped.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is pretty shitty of Aragon also, because, like, he doesn't take Murtag's wishes seriously yeah he just like he's him. not yeah he's sort of like oh maybe I'll keep an eye out for a valley that cuts away from this one so that he can leave when we get further in but he like doesn't really try very hard you know like he forgets yeah uh, to look yeah when he's up on Sephira and like every time
0: Marta brings this up Aragorn's like oh later yeah like, we'll deal with that
1: later we'll deal with that later and it's like eventually you're not gonna have later it's it's like Aragorn doesn't believe that because he likes Murtag, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't believe that anything that Murtag has done or is could be bad enough that the Varden would hate him. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. because of that, he just doesn't listen when Murtag brings up valid concerns.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, even beyond that, it's just like he is so fixated on what he thinks is the right thing to do. That he's yep. not considering Murtag's wishes at all. Yeah. Like even if Murtag doesn't have a good reason to not want to go to the Varden, he still clearly feels very strongly about it. And it's still like even if his reason is just like, I don't feel like it, it's still yeah. kinda of shitty to keep like hurting him in direct in a direction until he's never uh, not gonna have a choice anymore.
1: Yeah. Yep. And it is like kind of apparent that Aragon kinda cares more about Arya's situation than Murtag's oh, sure. situation. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: He's <laughs> like, so lovesick.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's glaringly obvious. Oh, like, yeah. you could you could argue that with his whole, like, moral code situation, he's, like, weighing the variables, like, okay, well, if we don't go to the Varden, Arya definitely will die. If we yeah. do go to the Varden, Murtag isn't gonna immediately die, you know? Like, yeah. surely not. And it's like, yeah. Mm
0: maybe <laughs> maybe i also honestly don't think aragon deserves that much credit
2: no i think yeah. like
0: for all he castigated mertag about his lack of empathy in the previous chapter yeah i think mm-hmm. aragon just like he wants to go to the varden he wants to take Arya there and he wants mertag to come with him yeah. i think that's yeah, what it's, it is it's yeah it's the
2: aragon show it's whatever yeah. aragon wants <laughs>
0: Yeah, like he's not thinking about what Murtag wants because Aragorn wants to stay with Murtag. So he's yeah. going to bring Murtag with him. Yep. Which is like, I yeah. get it, but also that sucks.
1: <laughs> Don't do that. What this could be stemming from is him having had so many people he cares about die. Yeah, right? And so he's uh, like, I need to keep yeah. these people I care about with me at all times Yeah, so that I can protect them, you know? Yeah. But... Again, as we've said before, your shitty mental health doesn't mean you can be a shitty person.
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> it's nope. a reason, but
0: <laughs> Explanation, not excuse. Yep. yep. Poor I part. really want to
1: talk about uh, the potential wolves <laughs> that are in yeah.
2: this <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like okay, it's skipping a couple things. This was a long chapter. It was. There's a lot little. that happens. I just, I really need it noted that Safira passes a flock of birds oh, that yeah. were black and green with red markings, and I have no idea what these f***ing birds are. <laughs> okay,
0: I have a. I had one thought that is kind of borderline. Okay, we know that Safira can see into UV Ooh. from previous chapters, and all I could think was like red wing blackbirds. Yeah. Because they probably have some, like, I'm sure to birds, they don't just look plain black. They probably have something right. going on. They have, like, a sheen to their feathers, and then they have red markings. So even if it's not those, like, maybe something similar.
1: Yeah. But that's that's all I got. We, there was something that made us think that Sephira could see.
0: Yeah. Well, her vision is tinted towards blue. Blue. Right. And Aragon, okay. like, sees colors that he can't describe when he's looking right, through okay. her eyes. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I still that's also I was like red markings on their wings, red-winged blackbird, but also those are North American. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A bird that's like black and green. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of only see that in tropical birds. Yeah, I could it was be like be parrots. Though. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Well, there's
0: several different parrots that are primarily like black and green
1: in yeah. some way, right? Yeah. But still I don't I don't know. I mean, the I'll other <laughs>
0: The other possibility is that it's just like a fantasy bird.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> guess like we, we did sort of decide that the Hadarak Desert was like equivalent to the Middle East or Northeast Africa. Yeah. So in theory, they're still going south. So they could be in mountains that are in like Northern Africa. Yeah. Quote unquote area. Yeah. You know?
2: That
0: makes
1: sense. So it could be parrots. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Or even like
1: South America has lots of
0: mountains and lots of parrots.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we're not in the Americas.
0: No. <laughs> okay. I still think we're in the Americas. We're not. <laughs> it's I don't. Are there evergreens there? Yes. It's, well, actually, I can't say that. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just going to Google it real quick.
2: Yeah. I, I okay, don't I'm
1: think... not talking about South America. I'm talking about North Africa. <laughs> i'm talking Oh, about i'm south so america. confused
2: what are we talking about north africa okay. i have no idea
0: there are conifers in south america if you want to look in africa to prove your theory
1: you can google yeah. it yourself <laughs> in ancient historical times much of north africa was evergreen forest oh
0: wow there you go cool man i don't know anything about the world <laughs> I'm me neither.
1: mediterranean conifer forests okay anyway okay. so Perfect. they still could be anywhere they still could be anywhere, except not North America. Um... <laughs> go heck yourself. <laughs> go heck yourself. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then they go into this magical forest. <laughs> I don't think it's magical.
0: Which... Oh, yes, it is.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. There, there was something hostile in the air, as if the trees resented their intrusion. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> like, I thought the, the spine was unhappy. supposed to be the magic forest.
2: That's so weird.
1: It's are so there ants there? Yeah, maybe.
2: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of tree, like, sentient species.
1: Yeah. Like, I sort of thought there was only supposed to be one magical forest yeah. in your magical fantasy land. And now, I'm. if you're telling me Well, Varden is not also a magic forest, you're That's lying sad. to me. <laughs>
0: every forest it's definitely is definitely going to
1: forest.
0: be <laughs> yeah it must be that every forest has magic because yeah i guess this is so. the third one yeah and it's also i mean assuming that Dubelden and varden is magic because there's it's gotta again, be there's it no has chance a name. it's not yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope it comes up in the next chapter like i hope i don't know they confront the ergles, and like the forest does something you know yeah, that'd be cool too. it would be cool that'd be cool anyway
0: I, 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 I kind of thought, because <laughs> a little bit later in this chapter, Aragorn is going to try to, like, hamper the Urgle's progress with magic. Oh, yeah. And when that idea came up, I th- kind of thought he was going to either try to talk to the forest that had this, like, weird sentient yeah. feeling and get it to help him. Or that he was going to do something and the forest would attack him for trying yeah. to interfere with magic.
2: I like oh, I thought
0: one fun. of those two things was going to happen, but neither of them did. And yeah. Aragon is just
1: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just makes himself nearly die by doing magic a million miles away.
0: <laughs> like he didn't he hasn't learned from this the last like two times he almost killed himself using magic.
1: Yeah. Sephira yells at him.
0: <laughs> she does.
1: Ugh classic Aragon.
0: Yeah, like I want to like give Aragon props for Learning as he goes and like starting to kind of mature and make better decisions, but he keeps doing this kind of thing
1: like, sort of the exact same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, Safir says, among other things, you shouldn't have forgotten in the first place, and weren't you paying attention to anything Brom told you? Yeah, which is harsh but fair, it's harsh but true. <laughs> like, she's right and she should say it, but also, like, yep. ouch, <laughs> but also, ouch. <laughs> And they do like an Icarus. Yeah, they definitely do. (laughs) They fly too high up. Aragon passes out and Sephira almost passes out. Yep.
2: (laughs) I like how your brain went Icarus and mine went Top Gun because of the new Top Gun movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just,
0: it's because Sephira literally says, I'll never dare to fly so close to the sun again, which is Uh, very Icarus. Yeah, no, that's,
2: that's fair. My brain just had Top Gun- in brain currently because i saw it recently and they one of the things is they go up really high really fast and so they have to not pass out
0: isn't that more from g-force than lack of oxygen though
2: yes but that's still where my brain went (laughs) because it was still just going in altitude
0: yeah we should mention that when we're recording this uh, Top
1: Gun has just come out.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops.
1: Sam's <laughs> so not just still obsessed with Top Gun.
2: No, sorry. <laughs> I saw it like two weeks ago, and it was. By so which new. you mean 10 weeks uh, ago. Months ago <laughs> which I yeah. mean two months, three months ago. Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. Do you guys want to know how high up they were? Yes. Yeah. Because there is a point where. The altitude is too high to sustain human life because the oxygen is insufficient.
2: Mm-hmm. At
1: least on Earth. I was going to say, <laughs> right, you're making yeah. some
2: assu- assumptions here, Sophie. Yeah.
1: So uh, assuming Alligasia has the same sort of atmosphere <laughs> as Earth. <laughs> I
0: don't know if I can suspend that disbelief, but go on. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> but can <go> continue? <laughs> on. Yeah. They were at 26,000 feet. Whoa. Wow. That yeah. seems like a lot. I have no real yeah.
0: context for that.
1: Yeah, because I also looked up uh, at what height the snow line is yeah. in the Himalayas, because again, kind of assuming it was the Himalayas-ish mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> True, yeah. type
1: thing, because yeah. so, Aragon mentions that like ice starts forming on him Yeah, uh, and stuff like that. So that's usually 19,000 feet at the Himalayas, but it varies, oh. it can vary with like where you are yeah right. relative to the equator right yeah. that makes and sense. stuff so who even knows but then i also was like do birds fly higher than that because i was wondering if that's why Sephira doesn't necessarily pass out as quickly but like birds kind of average well the h- higher ones <laughs> kind of <laughs> can fly to altitudes of like 10,000 to 13,000 feet so i'm assuming it's just a case of that maybe like a bird, Sephira's lung morphology isn't the way a human's is, which is just, like, the one lung yeah. that you, like, breathe in and out one time. Like, one breath just goes in and then out. Like, birds breathe in, and then the air gets breathed in into a second set of lungs. Like, a <laughs> more air sacs. Like, they oh. essentially breathe in twice for one exhale. <laughs> That's so weird. So, that would maybe explain why she didn't pass out immediately. You know, like there's oxygen stored elsewhere in her body. Yeah. Which is my theory.
0: I think that's a good theory. And it makes sense that she has like a higher threshold for altitude simply based on the fact that she is a giant flying creature, right? In theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. I wonder. So, my understanding is that the highest flying bird is the demoiselle crane. I think. Sure. And they can fly up to 26,000 feet. Okay, cool. Which is pretty high. So maybe Sephira can go Yeah, there. that sounds right. Oh no, no, They're the ones <laughs> that fly over the Himalayan mountains, which is just like an absolutely
1: wild thing to do. Bonkers. Yeah. Why yeah, because I mean, even? it's probably the same issue where like, they just run out of air, you know, like, yeah, or run out of oxygen, I guess.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's still air, but it's less dense. Breathable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Interesting. I do appreciate, like, as much as we uh like to dunk on things like Saphira's serrated claws, there are some, like, interesting bits <laughs> of things like this where, obviously, Aragon in this world wouldn't know that, like, the air gets thinner higher up. Yeah. You know, and then has to discover that and pay for it. And then uh, Saphira definitely is not foreshadowing anything when she says, we should remember this experience. The knowledge may be useful if we ever have to fight another rider.
2: Yeah, I don't know that won't happen. No foreshadowing Or maybe at all. a Razak.
0: Or maybe a Razak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely not.
0: And then Aragorn says, I hope that never happens, which also guarantees Always. that it definitely yeah, will.
2: It's going to <laughs> happen. It will happen. Yeah.
1: Long chapter, but I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do just wanna super quick say the other math I did. Okay, yeah. Which was cause they go back to talk to Murtag multiple times and one time Murtag is like, Be careful here on the ground. I just saw wolf tracks that were as wide across as two of my hands. <laughs> so big. So I did some math. Uh-huh. Is that like a saber. Just tooth? to see what size this wolf is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So a wolf at the shoulder is, oh yeah, at the shoulder is like 85 centimeters, which I don't know, 33 inches. <laughs> Wolves are big. Oh my yeah, my Yeah. But their paws are only about four inches wide. So you essentially have to double that to get to the wolf that Murtag saw tracks of. <laughs> So that wolf, by these measurements, would be 161 centimeters or 5.3 feet tall, which is oh at the shoulder, which is as tall as me. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs>
2: it's a dire wolf. Jeez, so that's, big. that's
1: about twice the size of an actual historical dire wolf. Wow. It's yeah.
2: a fantasy dire wolf. Yeah,
1: that's but so if you big. were wondering, it is about the exact same size as Enostrancevia, which is a Gorgonopsid. Oh, good to
2: know. Yes, because yeah. that that's, that made sense to me.
1: That's a really good frame of reference, Sophie. Thanks. Yeah, those were
2: some those were some great words you said
1: <laughs> everyone <laughs> can agree with. That it's about the size of this one specific species of Gorgonopsid. Yeah, is that a dinosaur? Ah, uh, no, it's a proto mammal. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's about also the same size as a rhino. <laughs> Jesus. In what height, f- not in big. weight. <laughs> still big. Yeah.
0: But could the possibility here be, because they're in the mountains, and the mountains are mostly snow, like they're a little bit below the snow line at this point, because there's still forests. But could uh-huh. it be that this wolf just has really big paws
2: Aww, to be able to move up paws. around in the snow? Oh, maybe. So maybe
0: the wolf isn't that big, but it is big
1: with snowshoe feet. My argument is that if it was (laughs) snowshoe feet, he wouldn't know it was a wolf, you know? That's fair. Because you have to see, like, the paw pads to be like, that's a wolf. Yeah, that's reasonable. But who knows? Maybe. Who knows? I wonder if we will see these wolves. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe the wolves will just absolutely wreck the cull. <laughs> Should we talk a little bit about the shenanigans
0: that Aragorn and Safira get into? Like, so fast. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, <laughs> so we've like, been talking quick.
1: for so long. Like, yeah, just, let's, just, let's just briefly
0: mention them. Aragorn is like, I'm going to slow these Urgles down. And he tries to make a bunch of fog and it almost kills him. Mm-hmm. And it does nothing to the Urgles. And then Safira's like, That was dumb. Why don't we just drop rocks on them? So they yeah. drop rocks on these Urgles for what seems like hours.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is great.
0: It's so good. I also I love really love that, like, Saphir picks up the, like, one giant boulder at a time. And then Aragon also gets, like, a couple of little rocks. And, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, good job, Aragon, You're helping.
1: <laughs> well, what is it? Is that, like, an urban myth that, like... If you drop like a coin, once it hits terminal velocity, it can just like go through a human body or whatever. I believe that's an urban (laughs) myth, but still,
2: it would
0: hurt. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, that was disproven. I'm pretty sure, but yes, probably MythBusters. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure if that's what people thought that yeah, if you like dropped a penny off the CN Tower in Toronto, they could do that. But I don't. I think it just hurts. Okay,
1: I did Google Mythbusters. A penny just can't gather enough velocity from the top of the <sighs> Empire State Building to yeah, do any real harm. Exactly, Which is what I thought the urban myth was about. <laughs> ah.
0: Anyway, uh, so they drop some rocks. What else happens? Night happens and then it gets cold and night yeah. animals begin to creep from their dens. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be anything. Could be anything. <laughs>
1: I yeah I'm, I'm imagining
0: sophie. a bunch of raccoons is sophie
2: a night, <laughs> I, a night creature no <laughs> i like just my cave no but i just imagined you I'm being like "Ooh, fine. the night creatures and then like going and looking at all of them oh my god yeah yeah it's probably some whippoorwills
1: see i was imagining raccoons <laughs> probably those two well we're not in north america so well we are so <laughs> hedgehog. actually well, it's maybe it is a hedgehog it's north
2: African. european right
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
2: They could be in North Africa.
0: They could be in North Africa they could be anywhere, really, if you think about it.
2: It's true. If you think
1: about it, they could really be anywhere. Yeah. It's a Yeah, I actually hedge. think they're in the Permian because that's when <laughs> Organoffs <laughs> <is>. uh... <laughs> And I think
2: that's our cue to move on. And that's
1: our okay. cue to talk yep. for another hour about the Permian. Nope, that's the um, end of the episode. That's Sophie. the end of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's the end. <laughs>
0: okay. Also, Murtaig is the son of Marzan. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: We're going to talk about... It's definitely going to come up in the next yeah. chapter, though. Yeah. But dang. Big reveal. Okay.
0: Yeah. Finally, we know.
1: No. He's done it. Um. <laughs> anyway, let's guess what happens next. Speaking of
2: <laughs> that.
1: So, the next two chapters are called The Horns of a Dilemma and Hunting for Answers.
2: The Horns well. of a Dilemma?
1: Yeah.
0: Those are definitely both orgle based puns, I'm guessing.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, is this just about the Kulls and the Org Orgles? Urgles.
1: The Orgles. Orgles. The Orgles.
2: Well, I think in the next
1: chapter, Aragon's gonna freak out over him being the son of Marzan. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is obviously Murtag's fault, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah, because can you imagine anything that would be like more hurtful? to Murtag, then, like, becoming best friends with this guy over the oh span of, like, a month and a half, and then finally telling him your, like, deep, dark secret that, like, people have hated you for your whole life for no reason, the worst thing in the world would be for Aragon to then go and, like, treat Murtag like all he is is another
1: oh God.
0: potential traitor, so that's oh exactly God. what's gonna happen, you know, no. th- like, that's
1: exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> I hate that. Murtig. I hate so. that a lot. I don't want that to be what it is, but it probably will it be probably because Aragorn's a shitty.
0: teen. Yeah, Aragorn
1: low-key sucks. The only way Aragorn's weird moral code can redeem itself is if in the next chapter he's like, well, who your parents are don't matter. Yeah, it's your it's actions that you matter have and, and you're a <laughs> and you murdered a guy. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> he's not going to take it well.
0: No, he's not. And Sephirol will probably try to be reasonable about it. Yeah. And Aragon will be like, Ma, I can't believe you kept the secret from me. How could he do that? And Sephiroth <laughs> yeah. will be like, probably because he thought you would react like this.
1: And Aragon exactly will be like, like yeah. <laughs> It's A good time. Yep. I think maybe the second chapter they're trying to find the Varden.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: They're like, where the hell are these guys? <laughs>
0: yeah. Where the hell are these Varden? <laughs> Aragorn's yeah. gonna go around like hitting rocks on waterfalls all over the yeah. place, and the Varden are just gonna be like, "Nah, there's ergles all over the all over the place." Yeah, here. And
1: they're gonna look through their like futuristic ring doorbell and be like, "Nah, no, nah. <laughs> no contact pickup, please. Leave the elf <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> please leave the elf on the shelf, and <laughs> gonna, we'll come get her. We'll come get her. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Yeah, nailed so. it. Wow." Poor I yeah, assume. Yeah, Pormertag, probably. Um, let's talk about what else we're reading. I started The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter again because I can only reread books at the moment, I feel. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's nice. good. I just want to shout out, I've talked about this to both of you. I don't know that I've mentioned it on the podcast. So I just want to say the person who reads... The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter series is, like, being incredible. All of the characters either come from different parts of, like, I don't know, whatever historical time period, England. They all, she does all the different accents for all the different voices. And then there are people from, like, other parts of Europe. And she does all the different European accents for these Whoa. characters that are, like, Whoa. in, like, they're part of the main cast. And she does, like, 18 different accents for everyone and it's amazing <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: it's so good what? Uh, that's what i'm reading
2: i am struggling i'm i don't know if i'm in a slump or i don't know what's wrong with me but i keep starting and stopping so many books <laughs> i like sit on my microscope i start a book and i'm like i no. and then i start another book and i'm like no <laughs> i start another one and i'm like no so we're doing great but one that kind of stuck is I'm listening to Sister Song by Lucy Holland which is not bad it's just a little bit slow for my liking um and there's not I don't really know what the plot is so <laughs> it's, it's like always good it's yeah. like anyways it's it's fine and then I started because I was like you know what I need I need a book like a Dan Brown book that is just like fast-paced like action you know we'll just like kind of keep me interested while I'm trying to do my work so I started listening to Recursion by Blake Crouch who's the author of Dark Matter which is another book I read but I only got I think three hours into that and the narrator in that they're so slow that I'm listening to it at two times speed oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and this audiobook is only like nine hours so I'm like (laughs) (laughs) we'll probably be done it pretty quick but anyways those are the only two that have like kind of stuck yeah, <laughs> fair. That's wow. that's what I'm reading. How about you, Hannah?
0: I'm also struggling.
2: Oh, look uh, at us!
0: <laughs> <laughs> just all yeah. having a good time. Yeah. Um, I have not finished or started any books since last time we recorded, so I'm still reading Dragons: The Myths, Legends, and Lore by Douglas Niles and Marga- Margaret Weiss, and still listening to Twenty Two Murders: The RCMP, the Killer They Couldn't Catch, and the Rampage That Shocked a Nation. By Paul Palango. It's extremely compelling. And like Sophie was mentioning with hers, the narrator is very good. So nice. awesome. if you're into true crime and being mad at cops, <laughs> 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 there's one for you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I imagine though, when this episode comes out, we will all be at least partially out of our slumps, though, because we'll be reading Husband Material by yes, Alexis yes. Hall for the Midlife Book Club, and I'm so yep, stoked yes, about it. Yes. yeah me too i want to reread boyfriend material in preparation yeah so maybe i'll do that it's my favorite romance novel of the like nine that i've read
2: (laughs) you've you've done well you've you've increased your romance reading i'm I'm proud
0: thanks i got some good recommendations From my romance reading friends.
2: You can filter filter out the
0: good stuff for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I read the crap so you don't have to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then I also read In a Holidays.
2: Oh, I did not get to filter that one before. We made a mistake with that
0: one. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) if you... Oh, I also read Events with Us, which you told me not to, and then I did anyway. Uh, Yeah,
2: I did tell you not to. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I have no one to blame but myself twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website midlightpod.podbean.com and on YouTube.
2: And like every millennial with anxiety... Aragon sat motionless in the dark, wrestling with his disquiet.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Mood.
2: Every day and night. <laughs> yep. Yeah.